One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men TV. It is Tuesday. That means one thing. It is podcast time. I'm your host, Ross Chanley. Uh, Paul and Chris are still... No, they're on their way back from Canada, uh, and Steve is dying of COVID, so he sends some love to Steve in the comments. be very much appreciated. I am, however, joined by Adam Rowe uh, and Jimmy Cully for this one. I can't believe you've got your name then. So oh, yeah. Give me Twitter handle. Yeah, with your full name. At Jimmy Cundle, yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get to some kickoff questions, and we're going to talk about the season so far, whether people are happy with it, whether people's heads have fallen off, or whether people have calmed down, uh, we're going to do a little chat on Gerard to Villa and then just tie in some of the Premier League sackings over the past week or so. Um, Adam has been a very busy man over the past... Well, you're always busy, I suppose, aren't you? I was going to say the past few weeks, but then I thought, no, well, actually, you're always busy. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a chock a few months. And we, uh, tours got on sale, sold just an absurd amount of tickets immediately. Like, I've toured before, but it's never been like this, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, that's be all down to the fact that the podcast I started to have a word a couple of years ago was, uh, well, say last year, is just doing well and the, the fans are insane. So as soon as they went on sale, they've bought loads of them and, like, it looks like we're going to have to add a second day to the Philharmonic Hall in Liverpool, which is just a ridiculous sentence to be saying out loud. Um yeah, it's it, it's been a mad couple of weeks, and then... I might get tickets for that one <laughs> <laughs> because I was dickhead. I got drunk, went to order tickets, and didn't read the ticket properly. So now I'm going to Sandbach. By <laughs> 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 two, and they won't let me fucking refund it and not paying you twice. Um, and also, just, you mentioned have a word pod there. Um, if people haven't seen it, firstly we recommend it loads. It's fucking amazing. It's hilarious. But you had uh, a special guest on. You always have special guests on, but like the yeah, pinnacle... we, we tend to have a lot of comedians, and we've had the, a few people on, like Paul and Chris did an episode with us. We've had you know rappers on we've had people who aren't necessarily comedians on but uh, this week we had Jimmy Carr on and it's a it's a really interesting episode the first half is a really interesting chat with Jimmy about his approach to comedy and the second half is just the usual bullshit that we've built our brand on <laughs> and where can people find that uh, youtube.com slash have a word pod or just search have a word with Adam Rowe and I can get on any podcast or become a patron one of, one of thousands of patrons. Go, <laughs> yeah. go and join up there. Closing in on 7,000 of those lunatics now. <laughs> It'll be 7,001. Uh, go check it out. Um, right then, some kickoff questions before we start the actual topics. Uh, Gareth Robinson, uh, one of our club legends in the Discord, said, if due to some error we were forced to move to a new stadium for a year, like Spurs-esque, where you could teleport any stadium to Stanley Park, which we could use for one season, <gasps> which stadium would you pick? Does it have to be a Premier League one? It can be whatever you want, Adam. I mean, I'm a. Sh- it's a weird question. Yeah, that's what. Because <laughs> like, it, 
In terms of like, oh, you want it to be an incredible atmosphere? So do we get the atmosphere of any stadium we bring? I'm sorry to be asking questions about no, no, the question. So you, you ask away. Yes. Well, actually, no, because you're putting Liverpool fans in that stadium, so it'll yeah, be yeah. better yeah, than so the like, atmosphere yeah, the anyway. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't get the atmosphere. Just, just, just the building and the facilities. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Basically, what's your favourite stadium? I suppose it's the easy way of asking this. Well, question. I was, I was going to say Boca Juniors mm. Stadium. Yeah. Oh, so but you want the atmosphere to go with that as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just want the absolute carnage that that brings. I think if you're going for a British stadium that we're going to fill with Liverpool fans and give it that atmosphere, mm-hmm. Tottenham's new ground is... It's the one. If we can have that. Yeah, yeah. I went to watch the NFL there. The the, the single-tier stand is just crazy. Is it, it's, yeah. it, there isn't a bad season in the ground, view-wise. Yeah, I don't... I think that's the best stadium so in the UK. Boca Juniors or the Spurs stadium? Yeah, one of the, one of those two. <laughs> it's, it's different ends of the scale. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like the Maracanã is what yeah. is the, one of the biggest. Yeah. So lots of people that can't get tickets will get tickets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dortmund because I'd love to see all yeah. Papites on that yellow wall just for that. I mean, I know it's yeah. not the biggest stadium in the world, but filling that wall would be incredible. Yeah. So they'd be they'd be mighty, but. Yeah, I think facilities-wise, you've got to look at Spurs, haven't you? Getting a pint within, what, five seconds? <laughs> oh, is that one where they put the thing down yeah. and shoot up? Okay, yeah, well, so I'm down to for be that. fair, Anfield does have them, but slow as anything. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, probably go, I, I don't know if this is nostalgia, but I'll probably go the San Siro. Because oh, defo. Love that. But it's getting knocked down soon, That's so the chances so. to go are pretty limited. But also, like to your point, would you get the same atmosphere? I'm not sure what it's like anymore. It's a bit, you don't want Italians throwing plastic seats at you, do you, really? Ideally not, no. <laughs> that not can what, ruin a Tuesday, that. <laughs> uh, let us know your thoughts. Which stadium would you move to? Question, uh, Stanley Park for one season if you could. Uh, and Matty, our intern, this is a, another difficult one, who literally pointed at me this morning, went, you best ask me a question. So <laughs> I am doing. Um, he said, you have to pick one of these to play every game for Liverpool this season. Kyriagos, Paulson <laughs> or David Ngog? Every game. One of them has to play every game. Which one are you picking? Oh. Kyriagos. Why? Because... Well, well, first of all... Our defence is falling apart already, Adam. <laughs> yeah, but he's the least shit of those three at his job. And next to Van Dijk, I'm pretty sure we could get away with playing me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, we're, we're, I, I personally think the reason Liverpool's defence is struggling at the minute is because we're getting overrun in midfield. I don't mm-hmm. think it's anything to do with the back, yep. the back line at all. I think the, the physicality we've lost in letting Gini Wijnaldum go mm-hmm. is just... <laughs> that, that's that's the problem yeah. it's very easy to go Liverpool are conceding goals there must be something wrong with the defence I think that shows quite the understanding and how football works to yeah. be honest with you no, 100% yeah. agree we spoke about that yesterday on the final word I'm going to do that a little bit later on as well um, Jay I, I was going to say Ngog just for his Man United goal um, but yeah and the fact that that, that fell again put it this way is better than Ngog that's what and I if mean. we had to play Origi every mean. game I'd and be worried right. about that but <laughs> Adam spot on it, when the sentence he said was he's the least shit at his job yeah so you're absolutely doing that yeah. Paulson okay. is not stopping anybody in that fucking midfield oh. so yeah you've got to go with the big Greek <laughs> and to be fair to <laughs> I feel sick inside and do you know what wasn't that bad it, I was just about to say towards the end of his little time at Liverpool he had he, he became a little bit of a cult hero especially yeah. for his performance against QPR when him and Quartes were and he's got, got a great teammate there now as well that doesn't play it's fine we'll move on to that later on black eyed boy and the final question from Andrew JB says you wake up tomorrow and Florentino Perez's latest idea to make the dying entity of football appeal to younger audiences is that every team has to replace one starter with an animal for the Liverpool game against Arsenal and what animal are you feeling <laughs> who's taking whose place is it taking 
Jesus Christ. That's like the... I probably should have given you... That's like the icebreaker question of, yeah. what animal would you be and why? You know, it's like the most generic interview question. Did you like that? Did you go to like a year two class to ask <laughs> these questions? Twitter, Adam, like, yeah. <laughs> I've got Twitter. Is. And this is a lovely rainbow who's been sent in by the guy who wrote questions. <laughs> um, in uh, crayon. I think you'd like... You've got to have a, an animal you can control. Can you control an animal, Adam? What's the question? You can. You can train a dog. You can't train a lion, really. Like the the, the instinct. Of stools and all the things My I like to see. <laughs> the, the, the instinct <laughs> is to go for like a wild animal. Yeah, but then My it's wife. just going to go after our players as well, isn't it? Yeah, there's a downside to that, isn't there? I think you want a Rottweiler, okay. a well-trained Rottweiler to play defence <laughs> midfield. <laughs> A Macherano. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Macherano. He was, I used to liken him to a dog. Yeah. Because he was just like, he'd like he a dog was. with a bone. He wouldn't let it go, would he? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, not Luis Suarez, because he'd eat people, wouldn't he? Which players is he placing now? Are you putting them Rottweiler in place of? The gap that we've in got midfield. in midfield. The gap that we've got in midfield. That's a solution to our midfield problems. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Rottweiler. The gap we've got in midfield. Okay, sound. Uh, let us know your thoughts on any of those questions. Hang on. Okay. No. What am I doing? Oh. Let's put a whale in gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fill what? it. Yeah. <laughs> Fill the gold. That's the answer, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. We could have set pieces against West Ham, wouldn't they? But, you know, <laughs> I couldn't jump past a, a whale, yeah. Any, any type of whale? Just a big one. A big a blue big whale. Up blue. whale. Yeah. A, bo- a blue whale. And then we said a great white. <laughs> great whale, yeah. Okay, sound. Uh, yeah, some random questions there. Some random answers. Uh, Trick Josh has been a club member for 17 months. or called here for 17 months, sorry. Says to move to another stadium internationally, I moved to the AT&T Stadium. Uh, it's where the Dallas Cowboys play nationally. I agree, it has to be Tottenham Stadium. Uh, Connor S with uh, eight Australian dollars uh, says, I'd be quite happy with both quality of opposition. Uh, we need more clean sheets, sadly. Yeah, we're going to move on to that. Um, talking about Liverpool season so far. Um, what over on Redmen Plus at redmentv.com? It's a free month. Uh, so we're giving you a free month to access to all our content that's on video and for podcasts. Yeah, access to a whole host of interviews, uh, documentaries and all the content that we do on a weekly basis. You want to give it a try, so you get, get a feel for it, see if you like it or not. Uh, enter the code REDMEN+. Uh, here's Paul with a little advert to tell you a little bit more about that. Hey everyone, I just want to get you up to speed with what is going on here at Redmen HQ. We have had a massive, huge, ginormous revamp of what we do. Our streaming platform is now known as Redmen Plus. Amazing shows, interviews, documentaries and features covering every angle of Liverpool Football Club. Here is what you're going to get on Redmen Plus. People are emotionally attached to Ollie and they want to give him more time and that, that's their prerogative. We should be challenging for the league this year and if he doesn't, he's got to go. What do the other side of it think? That's like Crespo's brilliant in the book. It's like we all know what we think of Istanbul. What, what does AC Milan think? Man United nil, Liverpool, not one. No. Not two. Not two. Not three. Not even three. Not four. Couldn't believe it wasn't just four. Five. Five. No. Five. Conte, obviously, he is the dream, but I, I slightly agree with you in the sense of, like, I'm not sure he's going to look at a 19th place Newcastle, regardless of all the money, and say, I'm going to go to that job. Just lastly on Alisson, because I have to say, I have to ask, and I'm sure it's the thing you get asked most about yeah. last season. Yeah. The header. Yeah. <laughs> that was nicer. <laughs> yeah. Someone forces you to trade three of Liverpool's start and 11 
for three of Manchester United starting 11 for the game of the weekend. What this is, is the Club Legends show. It's for the legends, by the legends. And then all of a sudden, he's opened a little space to accelerate into. And then again, he pulls it back. It's as good as anything I've ever seen a footballer do. Redman reacts, Liverpool have signed a centre-half. Ibrahima Kanate has joined from RB Leipzig. This is going to be a weekly show looking back in an analytical way at Liverpool's last couple of fixtures with some of the best minds in the business. He's going to be the highest paid player the club's ever had, if if and when. I think, it, I think he will sign the contract. I'm uh, consistently saying that. So this is John Henderson's documentary, right? Job, you have to say the truth, huh? So let me say it like this. A new era has begun in Liverpool FC streaming content. Welcome to Redmen Plus. Yes, welcome back. Hey, you can get your free month now. Use the code REDMEN+. You can get that in video, as I said before, uh, downloadable to your native podcast app on the go. When you sign up, you'll get an email with a link to how to do that. So, um, yeah, get yourself involved. Make sure you don't have to go and watch England play shitty football because it's really boring. You watch our amazing documentaries instead. Um, we are here to talk about Liverpool season so far. Um, we're going to pick apart some of the best bits and some of the things we may not be happy with, Adam. Um, we're going to start with which player who isn't called Mohamed Salah has impressed you the most so far? <laughs> Um, I don't think he covered himself in glory today. I think Allison's been really good. I think Matip again. I don't think he had a great game against West Ham, but he, he's been. I think we had a, a, a very off day against West Ham. Um, there's been a few. Trent's been back up near his best. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard to pick a standout that isn't Mohamed Salah. Yeah, it really, really is because I think everyone else has had their good and bad games. Um, on Joe Matip though, are you? Are you surprised the amount of football that he's played and I mean surprised the amount of football he's been fit to play Uh, I think Matip is Klopp's first choice Yeah, I think that's like for years been the case I think Virgil van Dijk's first choice partner is Joe Gomez Okay, I think Klopp's first choice partner for van Dijk is Joel Matip and then Canate's been brought in and obviously he's going to play some football because we've spent money on him and we don't tend to do that with players Um, so he's going to get game time as well I'm surprised how fit Matip's been able to stay, which is sad because that just shows how bad things have been in the past. Uh, I think Matip will play as much football as he is fit for yeah. under Jurgen Klopp. I think he, I think Klopp sees him as a, a, a not too far away from Van Dijk's quality. Yeah, and it's mad, isn't it, Jake? Because like I've been pleasantly surprised the amount of football he's been available for. Because like Adam said, there you've got. Joe Gomez, who's kind of been on the fringe, I think he's got a calf injury now again, but then Canate, as Adam mentioned, you've got the ability to to manage Matip, bro. It obviously wasn't the case last season because of all the injuries, but that's why we spent £36 million on someone who can come in. I think we all shit ourselves a little bit when he went off at half-time at Preston and gone, oh, that's it, that's it, that's the time. I mean, Matip's injured now. It's like, Archie, no, we're playing in 45 minutes. Keep him fitting and keep him going. Yeah, again, you just hit the nail on the head, mate. Um, compared to last year, I, you know, take this all day. This is... Christmas for us, isn't it, in terms of centre halves and now fifth. But now it's midfield, so set that on fire. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) But it's it's such a nice thing to have, to have fit centre halves and being able to see that massive whatever he's doing in terms of rehab uh, from last year from last year when he was injured to like 
is uh, is the science behind it. I, I'm always interested in that because I think if a player that has been in and out of the side and he's been injured and now he's on this run of games, we've all expected Matic to sort of like, right, he's played three and now he'll miss the fourth one. Mm-hmm. We were all expecting that. It's not happening. So touch wood right now, it's going well and I'm happy with it. Um, but I think it's just great that we've signed a £36 million centre-half and he's playing the odd game. I just think that's a, that's a good thing for us. It's a nice headache to have. Yeah. But they're also, the the getting games where you just think, well, if he comes in, he does a job. Sound yeah. because you're not worried about it anymore. It's like when Phillips plays now in like a, a Carling Cup game. Carling you can't. How old am I? Yeah. You can't, aren't you? Because he's yeah. had that experience. Yeah. I think the the most important thing that having enough fit centre halves gives us is Fabinho in midfield. Yeah. I think that's that, like obviously there's problems in midfield at the minute um, that can't all be solved by Fabinho, although he does a very good job of trying. Um, but the bigger problem is when he's not playing. The bigger problem is when he's not playing, but even when he's playing at the minute, the the rest of the midfield, there's just something not quite right. And I think that's because the players are in and out of fitness and they're in and out of game time and there's no consistent, they're our best three. Um, but Fabinho being back in midfield is just as important as having people who actually know how to play centre-back properly. Yeah, 100%. But in fact, let's do the midfield. Someone's got a question about Fabinho, which we'll get to in a second. But on that, you mentioned before, Adam, like the midfield's been the issue. And a lot of people over the weekend, obviously tracking runners and, and working hard and the work rate that you get, I think there's probably just... Chainley's not up to scratch. You're missing K2, who's playing in and out. Thiago's been in and out. Obviously, we're missing Harvey Elliott, who's you know instrumental for the, you know, the first four or five games of the season. But the name has been mentioned the most, and I'm always hesitant to go back to things that you've had. You know, fucking like Coutinho still does the rounds now, and I've actually scheduled a tweet for 2035 saying, would you have Coutinho back? Because <laughs> people will still be asking it. Um, it's Genie Van Alden, and it's not the sense of like he got so much shit for all the... Like, he wasn't scoring loads of goals he wasn't getting loads of assists he wasn't doing the, the fancy stuff but everyone who, who did support him and did like him like his work rate off the ball is what he offers to cut out and support the fullbacks, which is part of the thing that I think we're missing when there's like a Chamberlain or, or someone in that, in that midfield 100% like I was a huge fan of Genie Wijnaldum I was devastated when we let him go and I, I just never understood it mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what the idea was because the, as you say, the biggest critics of Wijnaldum seem to be, oh, he doesn't score enough goals. It, you've got to not understand football to be criticising him in that way because he's obviously scap- uh, capable of scoring goals because he does it every oh. time he goes on international break. He's such a utility player. He can play in several different positions and several different systems. He can play attack and mid for the Netherlands and he'll score yeah. twice on international duty and come back. And then he does the job that he does for Liverpool. It's not that he couldn't score. He wasn't asked to. Yeah. He wasn't trying to score goals. He wasn't trying to break the lines. He was there to help Andy Robertson get the assists he gets. That's what he was there for, to, to recycle the ball. He's a water carrier for Liverpool. And he'd done it better than anyone else on the planet. Yeah. And we've gone... What, what, what I don't understand about it is like, oh, well, he wanted... 170 grand a week and you know he's getting on it's like yeah but I maybe someone better educated on the inner workings of football like Sam Maguire will be able to explain this to me Sam's obviously a big Liverpool analyst on on Twitter and uh, social media and stuff and I, I love reading his stuff and he often answers questions that I can't answer myself yeah and one I'd like to know is when Wayne Alden goes I want 170 grand a week right if you're going to get someone who can do that job as good or nearly as good or half as good as them just to replace them, you're going to have to pay that person 80 grand a week anyway or 90 or whatever the going rate is for the Premier League midfielder yeah. at the minute. And on top of that, you're going to have to pay 30 to 40 million to get them in. Yeah. So isn't it better to spend the extra 
80 grand a week on Genie Wine Aldam for three years and let him do that job yeah. rather than going, well, well, we'll buy a player and pay them half. Because I don't get the economics of it. No. I don't understand the thing. And I know it's how the wage structure and other players will want it. Not, it's not, not risk reward, though, is it? Because we're seeing the consequences now of not doing that. It's it, it, it's absolutely baffled me. Like Liverpool Football Club has made a lot of brilliant decisions in the transfer market and buying and replacing players. And at the start of the season, when every midfielder was fit, it looked like we were going to get away with it. Yeah. And it looked like the plan was always, well, Harvey Elliott's going to play 30 games this year. So we don't need to replace Wijnaldum because then where does Elliott get his games? But as soon as all these injuries mount up and you realise that Thiago's never played more than 30 games in his career in a single season and you realise that Fabinho always misses 10 games and Henderson can be out for two or three weeks at a time and then he's back for a bit. Okay, and you, and ke- let, let's not even start because I, I'd love Naby Keita to succeed at Liverpool. I've always been a huge fan of him and he, he's got the same thing for me that Moreno had. You want him to do well for yeah. some reason. Like there's some players it's like who, a lovable rogue and he like yeah. you mentioned Poulsen before. Yeah. He was doomed before he kicked the ball for Liverpool. Yeah. No one wanted him. And it was always like, oh, this guy. Naby Cater and Alberto Moreno have always been like, I really hope he's able to become Seems a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. You you want them to do well. You've got there comes a time where pay, you've had enough patience for these players. Yeah. And the the biggest thing in midfield for Liverpool was that Wijnaldum was available for every game. And even if this year he wasn't going to play every game because Harvey Elliott was going to come through or Curtis Jones. Was, and that, that annoyed me last year. Someone was like, oh, Curtis Jones is going to play more games. He play, played 33 league games last year. Not Didn't start them all, but he appeared in 33 league games. Which is more than he should have done because of all the injuries that we had. Yeah, yeah but, he's still, but he's still Curtis there. Jones played 33 league games. So... Ha- and Wijnaldum played 38. So you can't replace someone who played 38 games with someone who's only got another five to spare. Yeah. You, it, 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 it's madness, isn't it? I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of what's happened on the clock at Liverpool and Michael Edwards has done a great job with transfers and I'm not as big an FSG critic as a lot of people are. But the season before last, not getting a centre-half in after we'd let Lovren go for whatever and then the crisis happened. And to have an almost mirror image of it the year after, when every single fan could see that there was a hole in midfield. Mm. Everyone could see that there was. There wasn't a single... And if we're thinking it, the players in the squad are as well. The play, well they're not stupid. They know football on a higher level than we will ever do, sat behind here talking in, in a studio. They, they're looking going, who's going to play these games? Yeah. You're going to get a 17-year-old kid to replace... A 29-year-old midfielder who knows this system inside and out and recycles the possession and doesn't go forward and try and create like Harvey Elliott's going to do. What what are, what are we doing? They're going to be confused by it. It Like, obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's easy to say it now that everyone's injured. Not replacing Genie Wijnaldum or not giving him what it would take to keep him there was stupid. His, his, yep. his, I completely agree, by the way, but his counter for that. So you know, Adam's just mentioned not replacing Lovren, which mm. we've done so far this season with, with Canate. Yeah. The season before, not everyone was clambering for a centre midfielder, but we bought Thiago. Mm. So, you know, have a little probably reactionary in the market instead of, you know, kind of proactive. But like Manchester United did with, with Ronaldo. Yeah. And maybe gone, watch, we get Thiago while he's available. And he's actually the gene replacement. But as Adam said, you can't foresee loads of injuries. And it's also, to I, I agree with everything that Adam's just said, mm. it's hard to say, it's for a midfielder to come in. Okay, Genie's gone, but actually, can you come and play for us? Or oh, by the way, you're competing with Keita Milner, 
Thiago, Henderson, Fabinho, Oxley, Chamberlain, and all these players, and a player that's going to come in, it's a hard sell because you're going to go, well, where's, where's my game time? No, I, absolutely. And I think what Adam said before about you, you're paying X amount plus the wage, it doesn't make mathematical sense to do that. And I am with Adam on that. I just think it's a bit stupid, especially with we got burned by Lovren. So I just think, not by Lovren, by the Lovren situation, not replacing him. It, you're never going to find the, the right solution. The, the right solution was just to pay him the extra and that's it. Mm. That was the right solution. Yeah. Oh, well, we haven't done but that now. hopefully it's just a learning curve. But, you know, you go back to the summer of signing Thiago, was you know the the Wijnaldum situation was still then we'd won the league and people were still clamouring for him to, to go because they wanted to bring Thiago because everyone was assuming it was one in one out mm-hmm. and I was just saying well why can't we have both yeah because we're going to need both, both. Thiago's yeah. not fit yeah. ever like if you look at Thiago's record at both Barcelona and Bayern Munich this is not new he isn't getting injuries with age Thiago is a magnificent footballer to watch where he gets two or three games in a row and whatever. You're never going to get 20 league games in a row out of Thiago. And I suppose the football's not as intense as no. in, in Germany and Spain as it is in the Premier League either, so he's got that to compete with as well. Um, I was going to cheer things up a little bit, but the next, <laughs> next question is, anyone that you feel has underperformed? Or someone that, yeah, are there someone you want to expected a bit more from? And I suppose the, the direct answer is, is probably Oxlade-Chamberlain, because I think... Adam, we saw, I keep referencing a, a pre-season game where he was like, he was on fire, he was everything, he was pumped, he was pressing, he looked fit, he looked like he was bang up for it, like a, a bit, bit of a fight in him. And then we didn't see anything for ages. And then I feel sorry for him because he has like fits and starts. And he looks like someone who, who feeds off rhythm. But also he's contributing to that lack of Genie Van Alden in that midfield. Like he needs probably two people to do the defensive work so he can run loose and, and do his own thing. You're not picking on him here, by the way. If you've got I, another suggestion in there, go, go for it. I, I think the Oxlade-Chamberlain situation is just a little bit sad now. Yeah. Like, he was phenomenal in that Champions League run a couple of years ago. Um, you know, when we beat City and Roma on the way to losing the final. The injuries have got the better of him. And again, he's a player who's had injury problems his entire career at Arsenal. That's why it sort of didn't work out there. That's why he ended up playing right back at Arsenal because they were like, you know, we don't really want you in on the wing because whatever. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> you know the Moreno when you want him to do well you're like come on lad <sighs> no <laughs> it, uh, no it, it's gone past that for me like it was that at first yeah. whereas now Oxley chamberlain for me and I don't like saying this because you know you always want to support the players you've got it's sort of what you mentioned before Oxley chamberlain is in the way when he's on the pitch it, he's trying too hard yeah because he's he's trying to be two or three men and go to Jürgen, look, I can do that, no one else can do this, but he actually can't anymore because he's lost his legs and he's lost his confidence and all, all that stuff that goes with it and the things that were making him great a few years ago. And he's in the way of the, the wage bill that we're so tight with and another player looking at our midfield and going, when am I going to play? Because Oxlade-Chamberlain is there, it, you know. It, we've needed him the past couple of weeks because everyone else has fell. Yeah. But it would make so much more sense for Liverpool to let Oxlade-Chamberlain go and have a better, more capable midfielder. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain, I hate because I really like him. And I like I loved him a few years ago. Like He's the type of player I'd have got on the back of my shirt. Yeah. I think he needs to go down to the Championship. Really? Yeah. To revive his career? I, I, th- I think he'll shine. Yeah. I think I think it's just that stage now where, and it's not his fault because technically I think he's a very very gifted player, 
I just think injuries have got the better of his fitness and his. I, I think he'll be better the league down. Would you sell him in January or in the summer? I'd but, sell him in January if we're getting someone in. Yeah. Do you agree yeah. with that? Um, I don't think I'd probably agree with the, the dropping down a, a league because I think he'd probably do a Lallana. You know what I mean? You, you, you go to a Brighton or someone like that where, where the level is still in the same league because I still think he can do a job. But it's like what Adam said, he's playing by default at the minute because we've had so many injuries. You know, you said that for the question was, um, has Ox been a, a disappointment this season? But I didn't expect anything of him anyway because I didn't think he played as many yeah, games yeah. already. He's just been, I've, this is what I've expected of him because mm. you said about in pre-season, everyone looks good in pre-season, don't they? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Remember Christian Nemeth? Yeah. yeah, thought he was the next freaking Torres. Yeah, you know he looked great, but they never saw him play for Liverpool. So it's Barker like Grouch is an example of that. Yeah, <laughs> boss preseason. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I haven't expected anything from him. So for me, he's not disappointing me because he's right, right. He's doing that, and it's like Adam says, just it's, it's just a shame now. I just yeah. feel feel. Uh, another super chat from Trick Josh £5 thank you very much he said I didn't see the full match Ross but do you guys think Liverpool lost uh, because of the absence of Firmino um, we're not going to tie it into that game but obviously when we're talking about people that have maybe impressed us so far this season Adam uh, I think Firmino has been one before his injury I think he's someone who's, who's benefited from a physical and mental rest and we're seeing signs and certainly his form the way that he's playing his confidence he looks like he did look back to his best didn't he he's looked really good I am um... I said something in the summer, which I'll still stand by now. If Liverpool had another forward, which we don't, because I'm not... I, You're not counting Origi and Taki. I'm not counting Origi and Taki because I think they're really decent squad options. But I'm talking about another player who can be pushing for a start, which neither of those are with the players that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to. Like, there's, there's, there's nothing they can do that will be even remotely close to putting them on level with Jota, Salah, Firmino and Manning. Mm-hmm. They're just not on the same level as players. If we had one more, who was? I would have looked at converting Firmino to an eight. Yeah. Because he's someone who is very physical, really good at retaining the ball and really good at recycling possession. He does it as that false nine. Yeah. He does the job that Wijnaldum's done here. And and feeds the ball to Salah and Mane, whereas Wijnaldum would feed it to whichever fullback he's covering, which was offered on the left side of midfield. Yeah. I would like to see that happen. If Liverpool were to sign a forward and not a midfielder, and Firmino was put into midfield, because let's be honest, he is a striker, and as much as he's part of that, he doesn't score enough. No. He, he's scored a few more this year, he's been all right. But he facilitates the other two, doesn't he? Oh, he yeah. Do, yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, I, I'd like to see that happen. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. When we, I remember saying to you a couple of years ago, like when the Werner thing looked like it was, might, might be happening, like, well, yeah, with that, and then Bobby can play in midfield. And we not as a ten. Exact reason. Yeah. No, as an, as eight. an eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because how many times you see him where he's just like, all right, fuck this, I'm going getting it. Yeah. And he just goes I mean, into midfield and robs the ball. You see shouts of it now when we're doing like obviously um predicted lines and stuff, and the four two three one always comes out. Yeah. It's like, I'll put Bobby deep in and exactly. two. Everyone's the same thing. Be fine with it. Yeah. yeah I, I don't want to see him as deeper than a four two three one though, because when he does that him and the forward getting each other's yeah. way because they're, they're like because the, it's our, that spine isn't it yeah, yeah our natural f- our thing for our forward is to come deep and, fi- <laughs> like, and, and they, they literally just they get yeah. right in each other's way I think Firmino is an eight yeah to give him a new contract 
and put him in midfield as an eight. Yeah. I'm I'm telling you there's something in that. And also don't do the four, two, three, one, because that you spunking all your attacking options there, aren't you? And so yeah. gets injured, then you've got nothing yeah, exactly. on the bench that can't come through it. Uh final question before we move on to the Gerard stuff and the, the manager stuff in the Premier League. Uh Jay, I'll go come to you this one. Um, obviously split opinion after the Brighton draw and the West Ham loss, to which people are just throwing out statements as as facts of like the league's done, it's it's done and dusted. Um can Liverpool still win the title? Absolutely. We're four points off. Done. Okay, so I'm thinking of course we can, mate. Honestly, yeah. you know what I mean? I've been around long enough now to know that when I know when I'm out the title race back by November, how many times that happened to us in our lives since we've been growing up. It's usually around this time we're going, right, Sam, that was a good little run, wasn't it? Done yeah. now. But this doesn't happen with this Liverpool side. We've got enough games left to close that gap. You see how competitive this league is. Crystal Palace beating City, yeah. Burnley grabbing a draw with Chelsea. It's an anomaly the last couple of weeks. We have been fantastic for weeks. This was always going to happen, having a drop-off. People need to stop thinking that the 1920 Liverpool is going to carry on mm. because something's got to give. A lot of it gave last year, but that is still in within, within this set. The nucleus of that era is still here. Yeah. And just... It, like I said, it's only November. Yeah. It's got plenty of time. Do you think a, a lot of it's fair, Adam, in the sense yeah. of, like, you mentioned that, that 1920 season there, but obviously Liverpool and City went, went toe-to-toe and the standard, like, when we were growing up to win a league, 82 points, 84 points, whatever, yeah. and it just went, oh, you've got to get 97, 98, 100 yeah. points. As soon as we drop points, people go, well, that's it, it's, it's fucked because we need to speak into as many points. But as Jay just rightly said, I had a Chelsea and a, and a City fan around the league yesterday. Their fan base faces are the same. Like your rivals can drop points. Do we concentrate too much on us and, and what's going on? Not that, not look around and go. Actually, Man City can drop points left, right, and centre. Chelsea are, are capable of doing it as well, and just like calm down a little bit, maybe. But I think that that's not just with Liverpool fans. No, no, no. You're in it. Yeah, yeah. Chelsea and City fans are, are also going. We fucking drawn with Burnley. We're fucked here. Yeah, yeah. Right, because that that level that Liverpool and City have took the Premier League to in the past few years is now the benchmark. Mm-hmm. That's how you win yeah, a league yeah. title in this era. Yeah. So that that's why people are getting worried. Can Liverpool still win the league? Yeah. However, we're not favourites at the minute. Chelsea are. Yeah. Because that draw against Burnley, Chelsea... They could have lost that game as well, by the way. Burnley should have scored in the fucking last minute. Yeah, but they also should have probably won yeah, 5-1. Paul, Paul yeah, yeah, well, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Like, the, the thing is, Ch- Chelsea look... Completely they look like a machine at the yeah. minute and I said when Tuchel went there they're the perfect Match. marriage because they're they're all horrible mm-hmm. he's horrible and they're horrible and everything's horrible and when horrible things come together horrible things happen so I'm I'm scared of Chelsea and then they've already won the Champions League which you know that puts a chip on your shoulder like it did with us Yeah, Chelsea are favourites for me like it's not just can we catch four points? We've now got to get five more points than this Chelsea side over the rest of the season. It's not that they will drop points, and yet they will drop four more points. But will we drop more than that? Yeah, yeah. So it's difficult, and I think as it was a few years ago, I think Liverpool's best chance for good silverware this season lies in Europe. Yeah, I'd probably probably agree with that. Well, and, I mean, I, I would be disappointed. No, with that. And I suppose <laughs> the thing that kind of plays into this, I know we, we drew with Brighton and lost to West Ham, Jay, but I think it's people's minds going like, oh, we can see the three against Brentford, we're obviously yeah. Atletico, AC one, and the midfield that we, we kind of spoke about, we don't mm-hmm. look at like at our complete best, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen. Absolutely. I mean, look look at 13-14, how bad our defence was, we'll just score more than you. Mm. You know what I mean? That's the attitude. But yeah, our defence is not what it used to be. But that me saying that now just sounds like horrendous, but it's not... But, you know, Van Dijk's coming back from a, a lengthy injury. Matic's coming back. We just spoke about that already. It'll come. It really will. But again, 
we're so lucky that the squad, uh, sorry, the, the forwards are firing. But I just think it's a bit of a placebo effect as well. Like if we were playing that West Ham game at 12.30 or on the Friday night and we'd lost, right? And then it's like everyone else dropped points. It'd be like, oh, well, at least everyone else dropped points. But because like we had dropping of points and then it was a case of, right, we need to capitalise on this now and we were the last game, it makes it 10 times worse. Yeah, yeah. But flip it, yeah. lose first and watch your rivals drop points. It'd be like, oh, well, they drop points, so it's all right. And you wouldn't you wouldn't have that amount of negativity and I'm absolutely sure of that. Yeah. But again, it's it's not it's not that the end of the world. We've seen no. worse. Um, final question on this, Adam, before we move on. We've got Liverpool's fixtures up here, obviously post-international break. We start with uh, Arsenal at home. Then we've got Porto at home, Southampton at home, Everton away, Wolves away, AC Milan away, Aston Villa at home. I want to concentrate on those two Champions League games because Liverpool obviously qualified top of the group. I should Just, be playing. That was your next question. Because uh, like Klopp came out and said, oh, there's people travelling away and all this stuff. Like He has to say that. He's not going to come out and go, I'm going to play the fucking kids, is yeah. he? But, but, but in that sense, because of how tight the league is and we're already through. He I mean, should go to the fringe players. Origi, Taki. It's not a bad side. Canate. No, 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 He should go to them. Do you want this game time? Yeah. You can have it if you want. Yeah? No? No? Yeah? No. Right, cool. We've got four of these want to play. And we need a what? A 23-man squad to go? 19 children then, please. <laughs> Pep, you're taking them. I can't be asked. <laughs> there should be zero effort. We've won the group. They're pointless. We did this last year. We were qualified. We played Jota. He got injured. He was out for ages. Three months, yeah. Bollocks to it. They don't mean anything. The games are fruitless there's nothing in it for us apart from potential pain what are we <laughs> what are we talking about what's yeah. he talking about yeah. if Mohamed Salah Mane Fabinho Van Dijk Alisson Trent if any of them play in those games even a minute of football he should be hauled in for a meeting it's insane there's n- there's nothing to talk about here he doesn't play them in the Carabao Cup yeah. and that is there's something to play for there. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not something great, but there's something. Yeah, yeah. I suppose no. the, only, the only counter, Jay, is the monetary value, which Klopp said, like, you get like two and a half million for, for, for winning the game, but also to counter that, you get a lot more for coming fucking first in the Premier League, which yeah, is what we, hope we should be going for. Exactly, mate. And it, imagine it. Imagine we, do, we don't bid for a player because we've not got two million quid. And then everyone would be like, well, Klopp should have played. We should have won those last two groups. We should have had the extra two million quid. You're never going to win this argument. But I agree with what Adam said. You take your third string team over there because you don't want to get your ass bitten like yeah. it was last year. So I'm, I'm with Adam. Just I want players on that bench that nobody has heard of, including the scouting team. <laughs> Follow people from fucking the Milan airport we you free tonight mate yeah. we don't get in these situations often we've won the group by now we yeah. don't and what's just happened in the last two league games we need to even more now not play yeah. certain players in those games because yeah. I said on I think it was on the Umbu the, last week if you got, get through these games you, you've got the ability to sort of like because you've had those extra points you've got a little bit of a cushion that's what you work for Cam. So I said it yesterday I'm not on the final word she'll be fucking done our job like, yeah. you, you, you win your four games so you get the advantage of, of rotation yeah oh, yeah. I'll let us know what you do in the comments below we thought it'd be a bit of interest hey everyone Mate here just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more then my word you can have more on the redmentv.com go over there sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week as 
well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears. TheRedmenTV.com, sign up there today. Um, just a little quick advert to show you our Christmas jumpers which we have released um, there's a, probably about a handful of the knitted ones left if you want one of those um, but we've released a Feliz Nabby Lab one which is absolutely flown out the box. I thought the reds are coming up the hill have you? Yeah, okay, there's a little homage to um, the Coca-Cola advert there, and there's a Clot Believer one there as well, which is kind of like a Carlsberg one, so uh, do get your orders in for them soon, and of course we've got the Accrued sweatshirt as well. Um, That's the best one. The Accrued one, That's I thought it. you might say that. Uh, get your orders <laughs> in as soon as you can, because obviously there's a backlog of orders, we need to get them printed and get them shipped out, either obviously international, uh, we need to get them to you as soon as possible as well. Uh, there'll be a link in the description and in the live chat for that as well. Um, Gerard to Aston Villa. Adam, um, there's been a spout of Premier League sackings. Obviously, Norwich sat the manager, Aston Villa, Watford, Newcastle. I feel like I'm missing one out. No, maybe. Um, obviously, Eddie Howe's gone to Newcastle. Uh, oh, my United was the one of oh, Spurs, sat their manager and got someone yeah. else in. My United aren't doing it, um, which we're all fine with, by the way. I'm, um, I'm convinced Spurs only did that to be United. 100% because the week before, when we twatted Man United 5-0, Conte was being linked to Manchester United and Spurs shit the bed and gone, fuck it, he's gone, we'll yeah. get him in, you, you can't get him, uh, which is absolutely glorious. He feels sorry um, for Nuno a little bit, I'll be honest. And not to go off a tangent, mate, I just feel a bit sorry for him. I feel sorry for him because you have to deal with a Harry Kane in that situation. Exactly what I mean, we, yeah. We, yeah, we covered he's that He's been there for three months and he, one of those months he won Manager of the Month. <laughs> it's mental, isn't it? Sacked. It's, yeah. it's, it's It is yeah. sad, but it's also... Funny. They beat Man City without Harry Kane there as well, which tells you all you need to know in that situation. Anyway, um, Gerard to Aston Villa, as it stands, he's favourite to take over at Aston Villa, unless something's happened while we're doing that. Um, can you see him taking that job, or do you think he's going to stay at Rangers until like the end of the season? Doesn't strike me as someone who will jump ship. No. <laughs> it's it's so it's such a weird one. Sorry, 2004, 2005, just flat. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do it. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's just like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, maybe he'll really think about it <laughs> and, then he, and then he'll get a letter in the post from someone um, yeah, when he starts setting fire to rage his shit so yeah. change my mind <laughs> you know I'm going to stay um, right he's almost he's in a great position to win the, the Scottish Premier League again this year yeah right which would be another managerial trophy under his belt yeah um, Villa on the face of it is a bigger job it's a Premier League team. It's a chance to prove himself in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But it's so high risk. Like, I think at the minute, there's two people in the running to replace Jürgen Klopp, and it's Pep Linders and Steven Gerrard mm-hmm. when he decides his time at Liverpool is up. And that's with what he's done at Rangers and the fact that he's a Liverpool legend, right? Yeah. That, that's why he's in the running for that job. I don't know what he could possibly do with Aston Villa that will give him a better chance at the Liverpool job, which, let's be honest, is what he wants. But does he not need to prove himself in the Premier League? As, as, as I don't, I don't, I don't think he does. I don't, to get the job, I yeah. don't think he does. No, I agree with Adam. I think it's yeah. the writing's on the wall. I mean, for me, I want someone who has who is Premier League proven and can do dog. Because the last thing I want is for what happened to Lampard, happened to Gerrard, where they just threw him in. Chelsea legend, and it just didn't work. I'd, yeah. I'd hate that to happen because the last thing I want is rival fans giving Gerard shit for it not working out at Liverpool, and it would break my heart if it didn't work out for him. That's what that's what bothers me is the fact that I don't want him to be like Ollie or Lampard and go it's exactly. too soon. Like I get yeah. Rangers, an incredible job, it's but d- for me, it's go somewhere else for a few years rather than just 
I don't think we're going off nostalgia because he's doing a really good job. And he, I think the way he carries himself, you know, his media presence and the way how authoritative he is in yeah. in those things, and he's got the players playing for him. It's a tough challenge in, in Scotland, but for me, it's go somewhere else first. I I agree with you. Yeah. In a sense, but I don't think he can do that with a mid-table Premier League team. I don't know what he can do with Villa that will go. Oh, he's he's ready for the Liverpool job. Oh, he got he got Villa to ninth. Great. But you not need to go through different challenges as a manager rather than just going to the team and you immediately challenging for a title. That Villa, that Villa side is, should be doing a lot better than it is, by the way. I know they lost Jack Grealish, but they replaced it with, what was it, Wendy, uh, mm. Danny Ings and uh, the fellow Everton were, were after, I can't remember his they, name. They haven't played very many minutes together. I know yeah. um, Dean Smith was apparently quite sort of defensive of his his job, job. When, he, when he got fired. He was like, the players we've bought haven't even had time to fucking play together. Mm. I, I think Gerard needs to go to... Inter, yeah, or Atletico when Simeone's, but like he needs to get a decent job abroad if he's going to go anywhere else before he comes to Liverpool, because he's not going to go to a big Liverpool rival. I don't think he'd do that. I don't think he'd go to Chelsea. No. I don't think he'd go to United or City or anything. I also don't think he's going to get off of those jobs anyway. Um, I don't know what I I I can't. I'll, I'm just going to keep repeating myself. I don't know what he can do with a Villa. Or uh, Newcastle. Obviously, Newcastle might be able to spend billions if they can get around financial fair play like City have. Um, little dig there for anyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least have a full stadium, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know what he can do with those sides. If he went to Brighton when Potter gets a decent job because he's doing really well there. If he go, I don't know what he can do. What's what's the difference then between when we do this with, with young, inexperienced players like a Harvey Elliott and we go, well, actually, he could benefit from a loan and getting some more experience. Why is that different for a manager? Or is it because he's doing There's it more one? pressure. There's more pressure on the manager, isn't there? He's why are we saying Stephen Gerrard should go to uh, you know, another Premier League club to gain some more experience in the Premier League? And he's, you know, he's got different things to learn on the job, do it on someone else's watch rather than ours, because there's no guarantee of success. Because at, at a, a player can shine in a bad team. A manager can't shine with a bad team. True. Harvey Elliott can go into a team that's losing every week and look brilliant. Yeah. A manager can't go and manage a team that's losing every week and look like he knows what he's doing. Gary Neville. Oh. <laughs> Gerard is like, you know, when you, you know, when legally you have to advertise a job externally, don't you? But yeah. you've already picked your internal job, you know. Yeah, yeah. So three or four people Tell come in for an interview. About, <laughs> but three or four people come in for an interview and, oh, I didn't get it. Someone internally got it. And you go, oh, shock. Yeah. Gerard's like that now. When Klopp leaves, is there going to be anybody that you would say right now, if Klopp left tomorrow, is there anybody above Steven Gerrard who would be in the running? Peplinders, maybe. Yeah. And that, and that depends anybody on the to Liverpool at yeah. the time, yeah. Internally, absolutely. And you, you class Gerrard as an internal, wouldn't you, because he's yeah. part of the club. But there's nobody else who's being discussed about potential replacement. No one's saying, oh, well, Rodgers has done really well. Maybe he'll come back for the second stint. Diego Simeone's contract expires in 2024 as well, by the way. I would literally... Rather stop watching football. <laughs> you probably That's what I'm as well. It's a yeah. given that that man's going to get the job. Now, let's just have a look because maybe it comes to the time at 2024, they go, right, let's give it to Petlinders because he's been brilliant. Second in command, he, he, he deserves that chance. And I do like when clubs do that. And then we sit, and then in that meantime, Gerard gets another job somewhere else and then comes to Liverpool. Mm. I do think you need to do it in another league. 
But whether he does something in the championship, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of suggestions you know, in YouTube comments here saying go to a, go to a German club first and go get some experience in mm. that league. Gerard de Dortmund, which I think is quite a nostalgic like thing. Well. Broad. Yeah. Even if, it... if he was to manage in the Premier League, Adam, how would you feel about it? Say, say he went to Aston Villa, for example, which is like... Okay. I mean, you've got to just understand it, haven't you? Like it's it's a really bitterness, would there? Because I don't think there's anything Rafa Benitez really. It's like, well, I'll back no. your support. I'll not support Everton. I, I was I was more bothered when Rafa went to Chelsea than I was when he went to Everton. Yeah, um, that felt like more of a betrayal if there was one. Yeah, like I'm, I wouldn't be bothered as long as he doesn't go to United or Chelsea. Mm. They're they're the two that Gerard can't manage. He could manage Arsenal, and I'd be like, all right, fine. Do, mm. Just do, do. get better so that you can come here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a yeah. bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not as long as it's not a rival. Yeah. I, I have. Well, I'm not, nah. Just not a rival. It's the ideal situation here, Adam, that Klopp takes a sabbatical because he looks like he needs a break to me. Like he's like he's just done because there's obviously loads and loads of football. Um, he takes a sabbatical. Linders takes the, the lead for a year. Gerard goes somewhere else, gets his experience, then Klopp comes back and we're all happy. It's like the ideal situation. I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? Let me have this. Klopp is not going <laughs> to take a break and then go, I love what you'd learn to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just not yeah. going to happen, is it? So, 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 <laughs> so you, can, you can have your little your, your little fantasy when it's late at night and it's just you in your dark room, yeah. but that's just not going to happen. Um, I, think, I think Klopp nice will room, take... Man. I think Klopp, like Klopp has sort of... He's sort of teased us a bit that he, you know, I might want to stay for a bit. I think he's gone in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... At most, you might get another year or two out of him if he goes. Look, we're not finished here, and I want to. I want this to be done before I go. That might happen, but we need to plan for him going in twenty twenty four. It's going to be horrendous. There's going to be a year or two of oh, what the fuck? This is not the same. Yeah. Um, and whichever manager comes in has got to be given a bit of time because mm. it's not. We're not going to compete for the title that year. Klopp goes. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, like. We need to prepare for it. I think Klopp's going to take a little bit of time off and then he's going to go and manage the German national team. And I don't think like that's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But in that sense, would you want Gerard to take over from then? Because he's ultimately going to be like, I mean, this in the nicest possible way in the situation of the David Moyes of, of Liverpool in sense of you're going to be a fall guy, aren't you? Yeah, but the ethos that Klopp has built is ingrained into Pep Linders. So yeah. if Pep Linders got the job, nothing will really change apart from there'll be less hugging. But you never know. You never. Yeah. Pedlin might be a good hugger. I don't yeah. know. You know, I might be training him on that. You never know. But if Gerard comes in, the same sort of ethos of, you know, the will to win and all that will still come. I don't think Gerard will be as cuddly with his players mm-hmm. as what what Klopp is. I think Gerard's a bit more of an hard ass. I'll be honest. Um, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's something that some of the players might need come twenty twenty four. But I do think that whatever Klopp started, this needs to be taken on the same way it's done from Shanks and Paisley. Mm-hmm. It's that same era. You look at the YouTube footage of when it was the news broke about Shankly leaving and he, they went out into the public and everyone's like, you're joking. Like, no one believed him because it's like, shit, what are we going to do now? And we got Paisley. Mm-hmm. That ethos needs to carry on because what's ingrained in the club now needs to continue from manager to manager to manager. Restart. Because it got, that chain got broken once. Yeah, I'm not going to name names, but we all know who that was come the early 90s. You know, no offence, but it needs to stop and that needs to carry on again I don't Get- necessarily want Stephen Gerrard to be the next manager I don't know who I want to be the next manager but I think he's going to be yeah, yeah. Um, there's a comment here Adam um, I'm not sure I can, I can get behind this comment he says take pressure down our clock by getting Stevie G and they can work together I don't see any world in which Stephen Gerrard comes in as like a coach or an assistant that uh, is an 11 year old child okay. I refuse to answer him <laughs> so, I, I, I said I- <laughs> 
<laughs> I would say look for the VHS of the time of Evans and Julio and see how that went. Oh, yeah. I think we got because something wrong upstairs. Yeah, just, just two great people, but it didn't work. Stupid. That's a stupid thing to say. Stop. It's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Stupid. I think you've upset Adam now. Um, let's talk about some of the other sackings that have kind of gone. Obviously, Norris got rid of Daniel Farker, Adam. Were you surprised at that? And also, the Dean Smith in the, the Farker stuff, it feels like it was premeditated. Like, there's an international break. It's a good time to kind of... Well, it's never a good time to sack someone. It's a good time for a change, I suppose, isn't it? Because you get the, the, the two weeks break. But it feels like because of the clamour for managers that are probably out there, which is probably limited. I think Lampard's been linked with Norwich, obviously Gerrard with uh, Aston Villa. It feels like they pulled the trigger at the same time and now it's going to be a fight for, for managers going about. Were you surprised that Norwich pulled the trigger when they did? Or were you surprised that Farker lasted as long as he did? Um, I think Farker's a, a very popular figure at Norwich, actually, because there's a, a, a lad I know who's a Norwich fan and uh, he really likes him and he doesn't really get it. I do get it because I think, you know, Norwich... You know, they were quite limp last time they were in the Premier League. And then they've gone down to the Championship, bounced back up in decent fashion. But this Norwich team... They're about to bounce back down again, aren't they? Well, they look exactly the same as they did last time they were in the Premier League, which is they're just getting twatted every week. Like, they just look easy to beat. They're going to go down. And the only way that that can be changed maybe is with a change of manager. So I... As I think Daniel Fark's probably a decent manager. I think maybe he probably isn't suited to relegation battles. Some managers aren't. I don't yeah. think Pep Guardiola could keep a team up. I don't even know if Jurgen Klopp could. Yeah. Like, there's certain managers set suited to certain jobs. What about Frank Lampard? He's been, he's, the thing he's been linked. He's, he needs to tell BT to keep his seat warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I think Norwich will, especially if they get Lampard, will absolutely go down. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Dean Smith thing again. I know a lot of Villa fans, and a few of them have been like, "We love him," but yeah, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, and again, Jay, they said the, the availability of managers that are out there. Man United are having the same problem, and it's fucking mad that part of the reason Ollie's still in the job is because there's nobody else out there. Tottenham are taking Conte off them, as Adam said before. Yeah. But all these other clubs, we're looking around now, Eddie Howe's off the table, who's probably yeah. one of the, a decent manager. I'm not sure whether he could keep someone up because he plays attacking football, which Norwich might like. Yeah. Um, but obviously he's, he's off the table. And I can't really think of anyone else who's, who's out there without going through the whole Sam Allardyce and, you know, the Neil Warnock and all, and all those. Well, for Norwich? yeah. Yeah, or, any, or any any of these clubs, there's, there's no managers. I don't know why you want to take that job. I know no disrespect to the people of Norwich, but I can't be asked going there all the time. You know what I mean? Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Famous for being a pain in the arse to get to and Alan Partridge. <laughs> and I got to put up with D. Lee Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't be asked for that. Same yeah. way I wouldn't work for West Ham, Cameron yeah. Brady. Can't be asked for that either. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I feel for him. But I think the United situation is quite interesting because if you look at the odds now, it's Rogers. Rogers' job. That's who they want. You know, um, one of my best friends in the world, a massive Man United fan, and he says, I want Rogers. He's done really well. You know, Rogers... Co- I said, I thought, I thought I said he, it last I, time I was here, Rogers going to Man United uh, terrifies me. Yeah. But I thought he turned down Man United because he wants a chance at Man City when Pep goes. No. don't know. Has he come out and said that? I think... No. It was I, on the internet, so it must have been... Oh, it must have been true if, then, Ross. If Rogers gets offered the United job, yeah. he'll take it. I've got this sneaking little feeling, you know, that Rogers is a boyhood Man United fan. Never heard that from anywhere. He's Northern Irish, isn't he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's your tenuous link. Northern Irish. Yeah. Northern Irish, and as much as he wanted to succeed at Liverpool, mm-hmm. there was never a real emotional connection there. And yeah. I'm 
Someone in the comments got on his Wikipedia page now. I'm telling you, I bet you I've, I've never heard that from anywhere, mm. but I've always just had a little... I think he might... Do you think that would happen this season? This season? Mm-hmm. I, I think United are going to stick with Ollie till the end of the year. <laughs> not at, at the end of the season, yeah, yeah. not not the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. the year. Yeah. I think it, I think I was right. It happens. I, I was quite shocked that Rogers left Celtic during the the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, to go. So I, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did leave Leicester. But I think he's that he's got that good of a relationship with the owner and the, the what he's done recently. Oh, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I think Rogers would absolutely leave tomorrow and go to Manchester United. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. The front. Oh, yeah. I, no, no, yeah. I, know, I know what you meant. I know what you meant. He is one to jump ship, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But what he, I'm saying is I think there might be just something in place now where he just goes, yeah, Ollie till the end of the year, then get Rodgers in. Yeah, I think, I think United have sort of written this season off now. Mm. <laughs> like, and great. Lol. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Rodgers will win things with them. Do you not see Ronaldo being United manager? Paul he's was saying that. He's now the winner. He's now the winner. He's now the winner. He's now the winner. Paul Matron was saying that last time I was here. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think they go for Brendan Rodgers and I think he takes the job and I think it's another two shall Chelsea. They'll win stuff and it's horrible things happening to horrible <sighs> people and horrible things are all going to come. Oh, well, for now, let's just Wallowing their misery and everyone else's misery at second And realize that it's it. not our problem. And Liverpool are actually having a good season. Uh, only a couple of points off top, qualified in the Champions League through to the next stages. Uh, things aren't as bad as you think. Uh, thank you both very much. I enjoyed that. Make thank sure you. you go check out Have a Word podcast uh, and get on Adam's tour. Where can you buy tickets from, Adam? AdamRow.co.uk forward slash shows. It's as easy as that. It's not easy because I bought the wrong ones. But <laughs> 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 Did it when I was struck, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly. Paul and Chris will be back later on this week. They're travelling back now and a little bit of jet lag, so uh, they should be back for June. Insight with Neil Jones. Don't forget to check out the free month subscription on Redman TV. Uh, use the code Redman Plus and you can have a free month on us. And um, we'll see you very shortly. Sarah. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM.